Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Amy Yamada today, all the way from Seattle, Washington. Now, Amy has been there, done that on the corporate side in marketing and advertising for about a decade and a half. And she took the, you know, the general route everybody takes to climb the corporate ladder, but somewhere along that ladder on one of those rungs, she decided she didn't want to do it anymore. But then she had learned so much through marketing and advertising that that kind of became her niche and that's where she flourished. She grew in her business and we'll find out about that. So welcome, Amy. Uh, thank you so much, Rajiv. I'm really happy to be here. Our pleasure. So why don't we begin with uh, a quick introduction from yourself about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, Whenever somebody asks me that, I'm like, how far back do you want me to go? But I know that nobody really wants a really long story. But uh, what, what I'll say is that at the end of the day, like I, I really believe there's just really three things you need to know about me. One is that I, I truly believe that every person has a gift and a deeper calling within themselves. And, um, you know, from a young age, I, I discovered this even within myself. And I, I just didn't know quite what that looked like. And as I started to uncover it, you know, I definitely started to take steps towards that. And uh, so even for anyone listening, like, if you know, you have a deeper calling and you're meant for more, like, just know I've, I've been where you are now and I'm still on my journey too. Uh, the second thing I would say is that over the years of, um, of being an entrepreneur, and even if I go back in life, I discovered that words and messaging are my strength, like really kind of communication and messaging. And then the third thing I would say is I've also discovered what I like to call the power of deep connection. And when I say deep connection, what I mean is really deeply connecting with myself first, you know, like so my authentic voice, deeply connecting with my, my mission, my vision, my, my big dreams, and then deeply connecting with others. And, and as I discovered this, I realized, wow, like if ever I'm feeling off alignment or not totally myself, it's usually because I'm missing one piece of this energy around deep connection. And so once I connect back in, then everything seems to open up again. So um, and then as far as what I do, I, I, I feel so blessed to be able to mentor entrepreneurs specifically coaches. And when I say coaches, I mean coaches, mentors, consultants, um, practitioners who've gone online, healers, people who are in the business of making lives better in some way, shape, or form. And I love to help them to, to grow and scale their businesses, not just, not just for their own gain financially. I mean, of course, that's great too with the abundance, but also really scaling their impact so they can be that ripple effect they want to be in the world and make the difference that they know that they're called to make. And so that's, I would say that's it in a nutshell. Awesome. So let's let's take a step back um, and you know kind of uh, take some time to understand your corporate uh, career. So, yeah. what did you start off with, and how did you end up in advertising and marketing, and how was that journey? Mm. Yeah. So I, I you know I I think back to uh, when I first was even in the corporate world. I had, I you know I graduated from college and I I'd done a work exchange program in London and traveled around Europe and came back and I was like okay now I get to figure out my life. You know, and at that time, it was the kind of the dot-com era. Everyone's like, got to work for a dot-com and startup. And, and so at first, I was following the trend of, you know, being interviewed at all these dot-coms and realized it just wasn't authentic to who I was. And so I really took some time to think about what was, what was I passionate about? And I journaled about it. And it came down to like media. I thought media would be fu a fun way to really put myself out there, connect with people, make a difference. Um, and so I worked in... Um, I ended up working for a radio station company that had five radio stations 
and worked in the promotions and marketing department in my early 20s. And so it was a it was a fun job, but it was a very busy job. You know, every week we were I was driving this radio station vehicle out to another broadcast or an event, and um, and it was a good way for me to just get out into the world and connect with people and help a radio station expand its listenership and help the sales team expand their um, their value for their advertisers. And so I felt like I was in this like early time in my life that I was really kind of thrown in and just learning about how to do all this. And um, so. I ultimately, I, I realized after doing that for a few years that I didn't want to work that kind of schedule anymore because it was kind of a wild schedule. And that's when I went into advertising sales, um, again, in, in broadcast media and did that for a number of years. So, so I, I really did enjoy it for the most part. But those last few years, I just, I just knew deep down inside that something was missing. You know, like I would, I, I would get into my best energy, but I'm like, go ahead, I'm going to do my job and do a great, you know. But deep down inside, it's like I was trying to convince myself that this was this was it, right? This was my career. But <clears throat> excuse me, something was was missing, and I knew something has to change because I I don't want to stay in this forever. So you know that that particular journey of change, um, yeah. I'd like to uh, kind of uh, spend a few minutes on that. You know that 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 was evolutionary, right? So there was you know, something deep down that you were missing, and then you wanted to do. Um, and how did you gain clarity as to what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what kind of a time frame was it? You know, from the time that you knew you had to change to the time where it really took off for you on the change that you pursued. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it it didn't it didn't happen from me thinking about it or planning it. It was initially just a feeling within myself. You know, like a. I was uh, still working in the corporate world. And then even then I, I went from that to working for a publish, a publishing company that published these beautiful uh, local lifestyle magazines. And that was, that was really my first little like baby step into entrepreneurship, even though it wasn't my entrepreneurial business, but it was working, going from a big company to working for a smaller local company and getting a sense of what it looked like to see someone who had you know, been in business for a handful or so years and be a part of that growth. And I also had a lot more freedom in my schedule. And I thought, gosh, I'm really enjoying this freedom, you know, to really kind of create my own role and to help this business grow. And um, and so I did that for a few years. But, you know, I think sometimes it's it's not when you just make a decision, it's when something in, in life happens, right? And so for me, my most life awakening experience was going through the loss of my mother, which was, gosh, 2010. So it's been a number of years now. Uh, but at that time, you know, it was, it was definitely sooner in life that I would have ever imagined losing her, you know, um, but it, it just woke me up, you know, it just had me really realize like, wow, I'm, I'm really not in this human being experience forever. And if there's things that I want to do, then I just get to figure that out and do it now versus put it off and put it off and not give myself permission to explore it. And so um, that was really the start of my journey of making some new decisions in my life and my, you know, in my career. And, um, and it, it, you know, it didn't happen overnight for sure. It was something that there were, there was an evolution to it. And, and the first, the first time that I could see what it could look like was about five or six months after my mother passed away. And a dear friend of mine, her name's Tara, she was living on Oahu in Hawaii for a few years. And, um, and so we'd stayed in touch during that time. And she said, you know, Amy, you've been taking care of everything else and everyone else. Why don't you come to Oahu and let me take care of you for a week? And of course, I just bawled my eyes out, you know, and I said, okay. 
And so I went there and it was while I was on a trip that I, I had this epiphany of like, you know what, I think I want to go off on my own, you know, and, and launch my own business, something that is very meaningful to me, something that's going to make a difference for others, something that I can create from the ground up. And so that was, that was the first real step of just having that vision come to me and saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I, I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. You know, that journey of figuring out, for instance, you know, today you help entrepreneurs with their messaging and, uh, you know, getting that word out, the communication aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So what was the evolution to get to that point to say that this, this, is, this, is, this is my aha moment, this is what I want to do? Yeah, well, I'd like to say that it was all perfect and great, but it wasn't, <laughs> you know, I love those, uh, those drawings that we see, like, this is what we want success to look like, but it's, you know, it's more like this, you know, kind of messy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I said, initially, I didn't know what it looked like. I just knew, I'm like, I want to, I want to be my own boss. I want to create my own business. But initially, I had no idea what that would look like. And so there was a lot of kind of soul searching, you know, and, and talking to people about like, I'm like, yeah, I really think I want to go off my own. But because I wasn't clear, of course, it was welcoming in all these different voices of like, oh, Amy, you can launch your own advertising agency or a marketing firm or a business consulting firm or, you know, and, and anytime they'd say something like that, I'm like, ah, like I, I can, but that feels like more of the same thing, just in a different context or capacity, you know, just, it just felt a little bit different, but not different enough. Um, and uh, so initially it was when I was when I was in Hawaii, there was a day that I was standing on the beach and looking out, you know, at the water and just kind of in my own world. And I saw this vision of like hosting these beautiful retreats and helping people to transform their lives and, and doing it with one of my dear friends. Like this whole vision came to me. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to do this and do these retreats. But I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so, so I um, connected with my friend when I got home. And I said, let's do this. She said, yes. So we uh, found a place to book this beautiful villa in La Quinta, California. And and I just promoted it the way that I knew how to promote and sell a package, which is really kind of in the hustle of organic outreach and connecting with people and saying, hey, what do you think about coming to this retreat that's happening in a few months? Um, so there was a lot of hard work and we didn't quite know how to price and package it appropriately. Um, so while we did end up filling this initial retreat, it was a lot of hard work. And at the end of the day, I think we, we split a little profit and probably made about a couple hundred dollars, like a couple hundred dollars each, you know? So, um, so after that, I realized, okay, this is a lot of fun, but if I want to create and build a profitable business, then I need to figure out a a plan and I need to figure out what direction do I really want to go? That's not just something to survive on, but something that can thrive and really make a difference. So um, I noticed over time that I, I was passionate about entrepreneurship and kind of figuring it out. And so I thought, I'm going to start serving entrepreneurs, even though I haven't had a successful business, but I can be honest with them and say, hey, while I'm learning how to grow my own business, I've learned a lot about launching and I can use my background in marketing and sales and promotions to help your business get up and running. So it just started with me working with people one-on-one. And I, my message was definitely not clear. It's like, well, I can help your business grow. You know, and there's lots of different things I can help you with. Um, but over time, the thing that I noticed was that I started to get these frequently asked questions and people would say things like, well, how do you get in front of people or how do you set up appointments or meetings or calls with people? And how do you, how are you putting yourself out there? And what I realized was that that was something that came pretty easily for me and it was difficult for other people. And so I'd look at what they were doing. I'm like, ah, you're just not connecting deeply enough. You know, you're not, um, you're not communicating what it is that you do, even though I was still figuring it out myself. But now that I could see what was missing, see what was difficult, 
I could also see how I could help them. So that's where I found kind of my own niche. Awesome. So tell us, tell us about your business. Yeah. So, well, it's definitely evolved over the years. Like I said, at the beginning, it was, you know, I, I start off with these retreats and doing this other business with one of my friends at the same time as launching my business coaching business. So for the first few years, I had two businesses and a bunch of side projects. So <laughs> I look back, I was like, it was kind of a hot mess, but, uh, but I now look back and realize, you know, I, I definitely got to experiment with a lot of different things. Um, and at some point I realized, okay, I, I do have all these different passions and different things I want to do, but I, I was spinning my wheels for a bit. So over time, as I got gained more and more clarity about the direction I wanted to go, then I started to, you know, work with people one-on-one. Then I launched a group coaching program that was a year-long program that I ran for multiple years. It was called Coaching Masters Academy. And, uh, and then at some point, again, I'm always tuning in to see, like, this is still feel aligned. How am I doing? How are they doing? Am I making the difference I want to make? Um, and so at some point, I realized that while I had built you know, a, a decently successful business <laughs> over a few years, I, I thought, you know, what? I really miss being in person with people. I really miss um, just that connection myself, even though I had this virtual business, I could work from anywhere. Uh, so then I closed out that program and then launched retreats again, but in a way that was actually going to work. And it was for entrepreneurs. It was very specific. And then that also inspired the launch of a mastermind community. So so fast forward to today, um, well, the last couple of years due to the pandemic, we've not had the in-person events, but, uh, but I now run a, uh, a growing mastermind. So it's, a, it's my only ongoing group coaching program and community at a high level. And I serve coaches who are wanting to break through to six, multiple six and seven figures. Um, and it's, it's my passion. You know, it's really fun to help, help them to determine what is their big dream? What is their vision? What do they want to create both in their business and life? And then go all in on it. So that's that's really what it's about now. So where do where do people find you? Um, well, they find me oftentimes. I mean, I I do you know interviews and and I you know when when I have been more in person, I have spoken on stages. But if they want to simply find me, then you know I have my website that's just under my name. It's amyamata.com. Actually, pretty much any social media it's under my name. Uh, so you know Instagram, Facebook, um, and. Uh, and oftentimes people will attend one of my free workshops or an event so they can see if what I'm offering them can support them further. But I really try to do my best to provide actual value, even on a free event or workshop, because if somebody is going to invest any amount of time with me, I want to make sure that I'm delivering the most value that I can in that time. And, um, and then if they want to explore working further with me, then we can certainly talk about that. So, you know, when, when it comes to business, right, there, there are two aspects to it. There's the, the creative side and where your interest lies, perhaps. And then there's all this other stuff, the technical stuff, uh, like, you know, marketing, copy, uh, you know, how to touch the heart of a, of a prospect, uh, SEO, for instance, and, and so many other things, the buzzwords of uh, today's era that can be overwhelming for, for an entrepreneur. And so how do they balance that? You know, how do they make sure that uh, they don't get lost in chasing the prospect while, yeah. they, while their actual heart is in, you know, conveying that message that they have? Yeah, for sure. And, and I, you know, I've, I've certainly experienced that myself when I felt like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. You know, there's so many entrepreneurs out there that, you know, initially it's very natural to follow, you know, different entrepreneurs and feel like, oh, I need to do it that way or do it that way or create an online course or launch this thing, you know, just because we see somebody else doing it. But what I learned pretty early on was that 
you don't, you know, you don't necessarily know behind the scenes, all the strategy behind it. You don't know how successful it actually is, you know, so there's, there's a lot of figuring things out, but I'm, I, I've learned over the years that I do best if I simplify things and just focus kind of on one thing at a time. And one of my initial breakthroughs was when I, I decided to create one signature high ticket package. And when we say high ticket in the coaching world, that means typically it means anything that's $2,000 or more as a, as a package. And so I created, I created a six month private coaching package and where we, we had coaching sessions on a weekly basis. And I decided to charge, you know, people could choose one of two payment plans, either to pay upfront in full for $5,000, or they could pay a monthly payment of 997 per month for six months, pretty standard. Uh, I was very nervous to offer this because, you know, at that time it was like, who am I to think that I can charge $5,000 or $6,000 for a package? Who's going to want to work with me, you know? Um, but I also knew in my heart that I'm not here just to like take somebody's money and run with it. You know, it's like, no, if somebody's invests in working with me, I will show up for them and, and really do what I can to make the biggest difference possible for them and what they want. And, um, and so the second time I made that offer, even though I was super nervous, this entrepreneur said yes. And she chose to pay up front in full. And so I thought, wow, this person's giving $5,000. It was amazing, you know? And, um, and she ended up renewing every six months for, you know, we ended up working together for like two years. Uh, but within that initial month of making that offer and her saying yes, uh, two other entrepreneurs did the same thing. And so I realized, wow, I, I could create and sell these high ticket packages. And of course, I'm committed to falling through and fulfillment. Um, so I would, I would say like, keep it as simple as possible, you know, because you're going to see all these different things out there, but it doesn't mean that you need to do all the things or be on all the platforms or have the biggest following. I mean, even to this day, if you look at any of my platforms. Like I don't actually have a, a big following in the big scheme of things um, I've built over time, but I don't worry so much about having the highest number of followers because to me, it's not about that, but I do focus on building a deep relationship and connection with my audience and then calling forward those who want to go to the next level. So I would say focus on one thing at a time. If you want to focus on one social media platform, I'd say focus on one and, and not try to be everything to everyone everywhere, because you're just going to drive yourself into the ground and probably not create the results that you want to create because you've given yourself five full-time jobs, you know? So I hope that helps. You know, those first set of uh, clients that you talked about, Yeah. how did you get them? Was it through word of mouth, through friends and family or relations, or did you have uh, a web presence by that point in time and you had uh, some kind of a funnel or some kind of a machinery going on? I think I didn't even know what a funnel was. (laughs) I was like, what is a funnel? Um, no, at the time I, I did have, um, you know, I scraped together some money to build a website that was, that had so many navigation buttons. You like it, you know, I look back now and I, I kind of smile lovingly at my past self, but, uh, so, and I wasn't driving traffic to it or anything. So my website definitely wasn't what was attracting those clients. It was very old school, you know, like the first, the first one that said, yes, I uh, met her at the gym that I worked out at. I used to go to these boot camps at a gym that near my old home. And uh, there was a woman and I, we've done this boot camp class. And at the end, we were stretching and we started chatting. And it's like, oh, how, you know, great workout. You know, we started chatting. Like, what do you do? What do you do? And she was launching a health coaching business. And I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm a business coach. And she said, well, you know, we should chat. You know, so we scheduled a coffee meeting and, and that was that. Um, I started letting everybody know what I was up to organically. And then um, the second one, uh, she was a, a professional photographer and she was referred to me by a mutual friend. 
Um, I'm trying to remember the third one. I think it was also a referral. So initially it was definitely through me, like verbally putting myself out there and telling people what I was up to um, before I ever had any kind of an email list or social media following. So it started organically. And then once, you know, I started doing that more and more, you know, I was, I was networking in person. And then I realized, like, there has to be a better way. And that's when I learned about, you know, building my email list and, and attracting people. So I wasn't in this constant hustle of networking and making offers. You know, what are some of the, some of the low points that you had as a part of this journey and what kept you going? Um, well, there's been many low points, <laughs> for sure. One of them was... Um, Early on when, when I had the two businesses, which I don't recommend to anyone because then you're competing against yourself and splitting your time and energy and focus. Um, but uh, so in the, my former other business that I had with my friend, uh, Katie, she and I decided to create an online course because we saw people creating online courses. And we're like, oh, we could do an online course and charge a low amount and sell it to a ton of people and it'll be great. So we spent all this time and energy and money that we didn't really have, you know, on creating these videos and, you know, this online program. Um, and we're, we're thinking, oh, we'll sell it for $197. And I think we sold it to two people because <laughs> you know, we didn't have a following and we, we were just like posting it on social, but we had no clue, you know, how to, how to strategize that. And so I felt a bit defeated at the time. It's like, wow, we put all this work into this, but nobody's buying it. I don't know how to put it out there for the right people. And it was, and my ego was showing up. Like I have a background, you know, in marketing and advertising. I should, so, but it was different when it was my own thing, you know, so that, that was a learning lesson. And then the other ones along the way, because they still happen, right? These, these moments were like, ah, it's usually been a time when I've put a lot of, and now I have a team of people, right? When we've put a lot of time, money, energy, passion into a project and, um, and when the results are not what I hope for, but I've also done a lot of deeper inner work and, and realized over time, like my results are not who I am they are simply giving me feedback of what was effective or what was ineffective, you know? Um, but one of them, but the one that comes to my mind was, a, is a one that was a few years ago where I, I, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on an in-person event and it was driving cold traffic, meaning running ads to people who don't know me at all to invite them to a free event. Uh, it was in two, it was two days in La Jolla, California. And um, I, I did not, have enrollments from that event. Like two people stepped into my program and then they cancel. Like it was just, it just didn't work results wise. But looking back now, I have a new perspective on that event and that um, the feedback I got from the content itself, the impact that it made was all like I had a standing ovation at the end of this event, you know, like there were people that came together and stayed connected. And so while the result of it in terms of my business growth didn't happen, there were some positives, but, but at the time, at the time I was in a lot of like, I was definitely in a pity party of like, oh my gosh, I totally failed. That was a complete flop. But now I learned that that's part of the growth journey of an entrepreneur. You know, they're not going to always knock it out of the ballpark, but when you have those times that the results aren't what you want to be, it's just about learning from it and not staying down, getting back up saying, okay, what did I learn from it? And just keep going. So. Awesome. So when yeah. it comes to what you do day in and day out, you know, when it comes to clear, concise, client attracting messaging, mm -hmm. what do you believe is the secret ingredient there? I believe the secret ingredient is authenticity and deep connection, meaning really speaking from your heart, you know, and being so honest about what is it that you really want to say and who are you wanting to serve and how are you wanting to say it? And I used to, 
you know, with my kind of my background, my upbringing, my corporate background, like I used to feel like, oh, I need to show up a certain way and be all perfect and polished. And, you know, it was this perfectionism that I was so obsessed with. And then I realized that I was only sharing the good. I was only sharing like, oh, look at me, look at what I did, you know, versus the, the real story. You know, I were chatting in a conversation before that's about really sharing the honest story about what works, what doesn't work, being your authentic self, you know, sharing the vulnerable stuff. And, and over the years, like I, I ended up like even speaking on big stages, I would share things that are difficult for me to share, the vulnerabilities, the hard stuff. And that's when I realized they created the deepest connection with the audience where they felt through my story that I understood them because they were going through a similar feeling or experience. And so I'm always encouraging my clients and entrepreneurial friends, like, just be you. Like, don't feel like you need to be like anybody else. Be yourself. What do you really want to say? And say it. Like, have the courage, you know, and share your stories and um, think about dedicating the story to your ideal client and your audience or even beyond business like every life you touch maybe just maybe your story will open up some possibility for somebody else so let, let me ask you this you know this has been kind of brewing in my head for a while and um, i'd like to get your perspective on it mm-hmm. you know you could be someone who's got a message that is intellectual that is um, very niche and that is, uh, you, you really need a head on your shoulders to understand the message. What I mean by that is, let's say, for instance, you talk about mindfulness, or you talk about something that can make a difference in your life uh, from the standpoint of uh, how you live, how you conduct yourself, mm-hmm. versus there's other things where, uh, you know, which is about attracting eyeballs, attracting uh, whatever passive income behind it and all that. So for instance, there was something that I was reading about uh, a very famous blogger who's out there and I'm not going to take a, take the name, but uh, he said something like, uh, you know, you got to look at blogging as a business, not as what you love to write about or not what you believe your listeners uh, would love to read about. What he was trying to say there was, you know, you might be somebody who wants, who loves a certain topic or loves a certain niche and you're all about it and you want to reach out to the audience that enjoys that. But the thing is, you got you to gotta look at it as a business because when you write, you got to write from the standpoint of, uh, you know, like you said, right, uh, the right words, uh, the links, uh, the affiliate links and uh, SEO and all of this taken into consideration when you're writing it so that it has the maximum reach. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, when I, when I hear, and the, the same applies to whether it's YouTube or a podcast or anything, right? Uh, like for instance, YouTube, right? You open up YouTube and some guy um, who talks about, uh, you know, I went to this restaurant and had lunch and here's how the food was, will have uh, probably a million views in a couple of days. Whereas some guy who talks about meditation will probably have a handful of views, right? So two different topics and two different mindsets. And that also gives you an indication as to, uh, you know, what the general community uh, mindset is, where is it, right? Yeah. So when I look at that, I always question myself, you know, are, is somebody who's after something really authentic, really passionate about, are they shortchanging themselves when they look at something like this and when they're told that treat it as a business? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's really about initially thinking about what, what is, 
what is your, like to anyone who's thinking about this right now, like what is your vision of what you're wanting to create? Are you wanting to create as a business? Like, are are you creating this platform to build a profitable business or is it more a passion project that isn't related to creating a profitable business? You know, like, so first I would say decide on that because if, if it's, if it's just like wanting to put your voice out there and have fun with it, like a hobby, then make it a hobby and have so much fun with it. And even if you want more people to hear it, then, you know, you can still study SEO and see what words can help you to get that, that, uh, that exposure. Um, but if, if you want it to be a business, then I would say it's a combination of learning the technical side of, of how to attract your ideal clients and audience. And then really like what I like to do is really list consistently listen to them and what are they saying in their own words of what they want that's related to how I can serve them, you know, and, and maybe, you know, anyone who's an entrepreneur or in marketing has probably heard these questions before, but I love bringing you back to the simple questions of number one, who do you serve, right? Number two, what problem or pain point do you solve? And number three, how do you solve it? Meaning how do you in your own unique way solve that problem? And then offering that, you know, and so that way you can be really clear with speaking into the person that's already seeking a solution for their problem. So while I, while I, I'm all for authenticity and deep connection, I am also always listening to my audience, listening to what they're saying in their own words so that I can speak into their, their problems and pain points and relate to them and show them what's possible. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, uh, you know, the work that you do, Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does SEO and all that play into it? Yeah, it's funny when you keep saying SEO, I'm like, oh, I need to get on that. <laughs> you know, because I, I personally haven't used SEO as, um, as my traffic build. You know, like, you know, we just talk about traffic and conversion, right? Driving traffic to you and then converting them into clients. Um, I haven't focused on SEO, even though I, I do have a team member like, Amy, when are we going to do SEO? Um, but I have, I have, and I'm sure that it's, it would be very effective to broaden my reach. I have focused on um, growing my audience through both, uh, you know, like when I think about it, it's like organic partnered and paid, right? So there's initially it was organic and doing that networking, connecting, making offers. Um, and then I focused on partnered. And so I was using, I learned how to do like the traditional summit model, you know, where you secure 21 or so experts and you have them all help promote you and you promote them and you build an email list and you interview them. Um, and then I started doing virtual events where, again, I was collaborating with others that helped to promote, just like I would help to promote them. Um, and then I did Facebook and Instagram ads that landed on um, a, a web page, a landing page to invite them to a free workshop with me. So I've, I focused more on the partnered and paid advertising route versus uh, on Facebook and Instagram versus the SEO route. And that's worked really well for me. Um, but I think that's the thing is like, there's so many ways to attract people, you know, like and what I love about it is that, you know, oftentimes when entrepreneurs are just getting started or even when they're scaling, they're like, oh, how do I attract more people? How do I attract more of the right people? And what I really want to say to them is like, there's so many ways. I'm a believer in finding which one is like, which strategy is the most aligned way with you. And then just go all in on that, you know, find a mentor or a program that teaches that and go all in on it. and I believe it'll work, you know, so. Awesome. Yeah. So can you tell the, uh, the listeners and the viewers in terms of uh, where can they find your programs and what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, great question. So um, they can certainly go to my website, which is amyyamada.com. So A-M-Y-Y-A-M-A-D-A.com. Um, also, um, I, I do have a, a gift if anyone wants to receive this free gift. And 
And as we've talked about, like, I, I really believe that it starts with and continues with having a really powerful message and knowing how to deeply connect with your audience or future ideal clients. Um, and so I do have this, this really, um, in my opinion, a great resource, very simple, simplified step-by-step resource called Create Your Clear Message. And it's a, it's a downloadable, easy to read workbook that takes you through two simple methods that I designed to help you create a really an irresistible message that can call forward your ideal clients or future clients and a storytelling framework that I have found has been really useful in connecting with an audience. Um, so uh, yeah, so it's under create, create your clear message.com. And, um, and of course, if you can share the link with them, that'd be helpful as well to support them. Um, and, um, and by, by, you know, receiving that free gift, you'll also receive some emails from me unless you choose to unsubscribe, which is totally fine too, if you just want the gift. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your inspiring story and uh, good luck with all the work that you're doing. Uh, while, uh, before I let you go, any takeaway, anything that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, thank you so much. And this has been so, so wonderful being here with you and the, and the listeners and viewers. Um, what I would say is if you have a deeper calling in your heart, I would just say, go all in on it. You know, this life is so precious and I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, at the end of life, I want to look back at a life fully lived and that I had the courage to take risks and to go all in and just know that, you know, it's just, it just starts with that first step of making that decision. So I hope this is inspiring, (laughs) brothers. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rajiv. Appreciate it.